0: This is The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm I'm balling. Beer City's
1: best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN.
0: The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait. It's ESPN, Asheville. It's 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Another hot one here in the mountains of Western North Carolina. We are live from the Ingalls studio this hour of the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. Brought to you by Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. Uh, and the Nuggets play again tonight. So No, 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 no. Do it right. And the 2021 NBA champion, Denver Nuggets, play again tonight with the 2021 NBA MVP, Nikola Jokic. I've spoken it into into reality. You have. You have. You were two years ahead of the curve, and you've spoken into existence that Nikola Jokic is the best player in the NBA. (sighs) Ah. Most valuable player good. in the NBA. I don't know about best. As well he should be. I don't know about best player in the NBA. but He's the most valuable player in the most NBA. Most valuable. I can't tell you who the best player is. I can tell you that he's the first big guy to win the MVP since Shaquille O'Neal. Mm-hmm. That, it says a lot. I mean, there are not too many point centers uh, in NBA history. No, but there is one, and he is mine. <laughs> <laughs> he is indeed yours. We will see if uh, they can even up their series with the Phoenix Suns tonight. It's the only game on the NBA schedule tonight. So, of course, Jeremy will be giving you his pick for that game coming up in green on green. You don't have to uh, guess too hard on which way he's going to lean on that one. Because he I loves neither, underdogs. I can and neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> I will say Will Barton being upgraded to questionable makes me feel much better. Yes, as it should. They've been talking about he's he will come back at some point in this series. So he may play tonight. He may not play tonight. That's a, that's a much bigger deal than people will make it because the audible in that would be Austin Rivers starts instead of Compazzo. Right. Then Compazzo comes off the bench. Mm-hmm. And it just moves around all of the defensive. It's just, come on, Will Barton. Well, it helps greatly defensively for you guys. Absolutely. And the, I mean, there's no doubt about it. He's one of the, I don't know, would you say he's one of the best wing defenders in the NBA? He's in the top. The handful. Okay, he's, not, I'm, he's obviously not the best. No, Matthee Thibel's the best. No, I'm saying one of the best. He's he's a good defender, mm-hmm. and it certainly would not help to have another body hurt. It will help to have another body. It will. I said it would not hurt to have another body. <laughs> no, you said help. You said it will okay. not help. Oops. <laughs> it's that whole English language thing. We're still trying to break down the barriers for the West Virginia ninja here. Hey, calm down. I did say this morning the reason that I took five years of a foreign language was I really wanted to learn another language, even though I haven't mastered that's right the first one. That's right. It was a lot of fun this morning in the Sportsocracy on YouTube every weekday morning at nine-ish, and uh, we, we have finally figured out the dual stream. So you can get us on Facebook or YouTube now. Well, that worked today. Right. I'm hoping fa- it works again right. tomorrow. First we did the Facebook thing, then we did the YouTube thing, and now we've figured out how to do both of them at the same time. Well, the great thing is now that we've been doing this for almost a year, Yeah, uh, we have branched out our IT department to uh, me. Yeah. So it's it's just me. And I know these things reasonably well, but I don't always know why they work or why they don't work. When is that coming? The 26th of this month? Yes. June twenty sixth. It'll be one year doing the web show. Yep. Wow. What a year.
1: What a it long, has been a,
0: arduous, tedious year. It has been. It has been an aggressive year. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we launched it right at the right at the return of sports before we could even come back to the studio here at Radio Ranch. Hmm. Man, it has been a long year. Anyway, yes, Jeremy's uh, boyfriend, Nikola Jokic, is the 2021 NBA MVP. And the Denver Nuggets have a chance to tie up the series one game apiece with the Phoenix Suns tonight. We shall see how that goes. We're just 12 games away from me and Nikola Jokic (laughs) doing karate in the garage. No big deal. (laughs) The, uh, The world of the NBA, a couple of couple of news tidbits that we'll get to over the course of the program today Nate Bjorkgren is now fired from the Indiana Pacers after just one year on the job one very tumultuous tedious arduous year yeah in other in other news grass is green water's wet and it's Wednesday Yep. Uh, so we'll talk about the head coaching vacancies some candidates as well for the jobs that are open now as we have four open head coaching jobs in the NBA Apparently, Kimball Walker might be getting moved. There's no might-be. He As will well, be. Well, he's going Okay. All right. All right. The big, the first big move of Brad Stevens's, uh president of basketball operations career is going to be moving Kimball Walker somewhere. Will they trade Kimball Walker for Damian Lillard? No. <laughs> That's fair trade, right? Stop you that. Could... <laughs> uh, and we'll talk some football. Uh, Deshaun Watson could be could be moving. And one player says he wants to be a Denver Bronco. He said Philadelphia Eagle wrong. You still standing I'm, on so, that? Oh, yeah. I'm I'm 100% there. Why not the Denver Broncos? Why would you make the deal for Teddy Bridgewater if you were going to do that? It makes no sense. I mean, I'm not saying he wouldn't be. It wouldn't be advantageous. I'm not saying that wouldn't be a really good team. I'm saying I need a little bit more credible of a source than Kareem Jackson. When every source I have said it's not Denver, that's a possibility. But apparently, Denver, in terms of compensation, is way behind Mm -hmm. other teams. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure Deshaun is already a member of the Mile High Club, so you know. I just the the Denver thing doesn't. I mean, it makes football sense to me. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make good PR sense. It doesn't make good personnel sense because you already have two quarterbacks good good pr sense Hmm. well i mean getting a guy with hanging over his head what's hanging over his head obviously it's not a good pr move well that's not really what that's not what i meant what i meant was that you've got drew lock that you invested draft capital in you just traded for teddy bridgewater now you're gonna trade Uh, for a third quarterback that doesn't mm -hmm. make any sense to me that's not the measured kind of george patent history that, mm-hmm. that we've seen year in and year out with minnesota it but, make sense. It, but it's also one of those things maybe you didn't think you had a shot at deshaun watson and now everybody's known they different. had a shot at deshaun watson for an extended period of time you're just waiting to see what happens and we have to have a backup plan just in case so teddy bridgewater's the backup plan. trading draft capital for a guy you end up cutting is not a backup plan not for somebody like George Payton. That's very okay. Jacksonville Jaguar. Right. That's, that's something they would do. Right? Okay. I was going to say, by that logic, it didn't make sense the Chicago Bears drafting Justin Fields when they already had two quarterbacks. No, because they only have uh, between those two, they have about a three quarters of a quarterback. If you add them together and yeah, make them one amorphous quarterback, yeah, but they're spending way more money on those quarterbacks than Denver I'm going is to on one day convince you that the money does not matter. It just doesn't matter when it comes to somebody that could make you that good. It's not a money thing. If they were going to do that, they wouldn't make the deal on Teddy Bridgewater. Okay. So if it's not a money, if the money doesn't matter for Chicago, why does the money matter for Denver if they know they it can It doesn't matter for DeSean? either. It's not a money thing. Oh. I just said that. It's not a money thing for either one of them. It's never a money thing. Let me just, I mean, I'll make that as point blank clear as I can. <laughs> it's never a money thing. When it comes to elite talent, it's mm-hmm. not a money thing. Mm-hmm. Denver does not want the headache. I'm and I'm not saying they haven't called, because I have heard that they have called. Right. They're light years behind every behind the other contenders mm-hmm. in terms of compensation. That tells you everything you need to know. That they're would they do it? Sure. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a price for practically every player in the mm-hmm. NFL. Mm-hmm. You get If you will trade me somebody for a cheap enough price, the, virtually every team has a price on, on, on anybody. Well, that was the only point I had was that, I mean, if, Denver, if Denver's in the market, Teddy Bridge, the fact that they just signed Teddy Bridgewater is not going to hold them back. The one, that, with, in, in terms of Chicago, the one that didn't make any sense was Andy Dalton. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. It never made any sense. Yeah, especially if you thought there was a chance you were going to go after a quarterback. Well, see, the, the Fields round. thing has nothing to do with that, in my opinion. Fields is a young quarterback. That's mm-hmm. the long-term. Mm-hmm. If you're thinking long-term, and this goes back to Aaron Rodgers, which we talked yesterday. If you're thinking long-term, I don't care what your today is. That doesn't matter. Yeah. If you're looking at the future, you can do pretty much whatever you want to. You just have to be able to justify it. Mm-hmm. Jordan, Poor Jordan Love. Well, they- He's trended three times in two days, <laughs> and, and, and none of it has been for good reasons. Well, you knew it wasn't. I mean, we saw this coming. Yeah, I mean your arguments because oh, they didn't tell Aaron, oh, why did they no. Tell Aaron? Oh, no that's that's not my argument. My argument is Jordan Love's not good, and I feel true. like I knew it, and I feel like they should have known it, and then they've caused all of this ruckus over a quarterback that's not worth anything. My argument on Jordan Love would be the exact opposite of what my argument was with the Atlanta Falcons. My argument with the Falcons of why you should have taken Justin Fields is because he's the best you're going to do for an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. Jordan Love's the same thing for Green Bay. That was the best they were going to do. They pick in the low 20s every year. Mm -hmm. What what do you think? An all-pro cornerback's just going to fall in their lap again? Yeah, but, I I mean, okay, so take their pick this year. They had what, the 29th pick? Mm -hmm. 29th pick. If they'd have taken Kyle Trask, I'd have felt better better about that. You shouldn't have. Than Jordan that's a, Love? That's actually, to be honest with you, that's an incredibly ridiculous take to me. Kyle Trask is so limited physically that I can tell you right now, I'm not saying he won't ever start in the league. Yeah. His ceiling is Andy Dalton. Absolute highest end he will ever be is Andy Dalton. Okay, so what is the ceiling for Jordan? Jordan Love's got an incredible arm. He's just crazy and accurate. Mm-hmm. There have been a lot of quarterbacks that weren't particularly accurate. You learn. Now, uh, with the benefit of hindsight... You know, the fact he looks terrible. He also didn't have a preseason last year. True. All of these things have worked mm-hmm. against him, and nobody seems to want to say that. But what? But what's the ceiling? On what, what Jordan Love? Yeah, on Jordan Love, what's his ceiling? Jay Cutler. That's six of one, half a dozen of the other. You're out of your mind. Jay Cutler is a markedly more talented quarterback than Andy Dalton ever was. He had, what, mm. two years of Brandon Marshall? Three years of Brandon Marshall? as the best receiver he Ever through to? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Andy Dalton had AJ Green for the entire duration of while he was in Cincinnati. <laughs> right. That is not six one, half a dozen the other. Oh. They're very equal to me. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm baffled that they're not equal to you. They're very much the same career trajectory for me. In terms of arm talent, they're not even close. Jay Cutler was very unlikable, but he was, not, he was never not talented. Andy Dalton was not talented? I'm not saying he wasn't talented. I'm saying to compare the two is ridiculous to me. And, that's, and those are actually two really good comps to me of, Andy, of Kyle Trask and, and okay. Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in the right – see, but that's the other thing. This is what people do that drives me <laughs> absolutely insane with the draft. Somebody like Jay Cutler bounces around the league, plays for three different teams, mm-hmm. never has a, a real good stable system around him, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he was just a bum. No, he was a really talented guy that drew a couple bad hands. He was kind of a jerk, and it made it real easy for people to just cast him aside mm-hmm. and make memes of him with cigarettes uh, in his mouth. I, and it's not even that. Like I, There was a time where I was a Jay Cutler fan, like Jay Cutler, Matt Stafford, uh, all those guys are like in that area for me. Of guys that have talent. Matt Stafford, Jake Cutler, and Andy Dalton are in the same... I mean, Matt's much, much better than, yeah, you're, uh, cause there are probably 40% of the people listening to our show right now just looked at the radio and (laughs) went, is he drunk at three o'clock in the afternoon? No, I have had no alcohol. In fairness, I've asked him that twice today. He has, he has just wait until we get into the discussion of the best wide receiver cores in the NFL. And this comes from the Julio Jones trade now pairing him with AJ Brown. Exactly. Now that Julio Jones is matched up with AJ Brown. Where does that rank them among wide receiver cores in the NFL? We're going to get into that in just a little bit, but uh, so Deshaun Watson, you're saying no to Denver? I'm just saying when when things get broken on podcasts like this, Mm -hmm. you got to kind of look at the source. And I'm not saying that Kareem Jackson hasn't talked to Deshaun Watson, and Deshaun Watson probably said, "Hey, I'd be more than willing to come to Denver." Right? I don't care. He has absolutely no say over this. None. Right. He doesn't have any uh, You don't think he has any insight Into the front office on what they want to I'll do I'll bet you they haven't spoken to each other More than just a few sentences Exactly He's not I He's not a you, guy that you put in the inner circle Well, n- not now Because he right. made it so clear that he wants out I still maintain the only place That makes sense The place I keep hearing is the Philadelphia Eagles mm-hmm. So with Deshaun Watson trending on Twitter I As soon as I saw why I went stunner just another quarterback that somehow people want to keep putting in Denver in spite of the yeah. fact they have tried to tell you numerous times but they're going into the season with Drew Locke mm-hmm. and Teddy Bridgewater. I just, I, I just wouldn't be so certain of that because, again, Deshaun Watson is 25 years old, and he's a... He's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm going, and going after. Nobody's going to keep and no, me from that. You. That's you. Of course, it uh, you is keep me. falling into this path of what you would do. Uh-huh. I'm telling you what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. George Payton has screamed from the rooftops. Why did he not take Justin Fields? Why? Because he's set with Drew Lock and Teddy Bridgewater, and he thinks those guys can be game managery enough for them to be a playoff team. But you, do shouldn't. I think that's right? No. <laughs> But you shouldn't. Just like the Bengals. If the Bengals had done what we said, they would have taken Penny Sewell and we wouldn't have made video after video after radio segment after radio yeah. segment saying, well, that's the Bengals for you. I mean, they'd still be a bad team. I don't disagree with that, but I think they'd be a little better. <laughs> they would be a little better, but they'd still be a very bad team. So, anyway, Deshaun Watson's trending. What what was Jordan Love trending for? Uh, Bad. Uh, he was a DMP. bad. Oh, was it bad. just another bad performance mm-hmm. at training yeah, he was, camp? He was bad again. You know, that's a shocker. Jordan Love, inaccurate again. Mm-hmm. He was training because Dan Orlovsky came out and said, I, I don't remember exactly what the quote was, but it was something to the path of, the inaccuracy issues are rearing their ugly head again. Oh, yeah. I'm really looking forward to Friday uh, on the Sports Sportsocracy. We're going to be doing the top 40 quarterbacks in the NFL. For the 2021 season. Mm-hmm. Is Jordan Love, where's he going to be on that list? Uh, others not receiving votes. <laughs> not in the top 40? Nope. Really? He's not in my top 40. He can be in yours. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's not going to be. But the more and more I think about it, I mean, there's 32 teams in the league. Since we're doing top Isn't 40, Jordan are you going to that- you do your best Casey Kasem impersonation? Oh, I could try to do this that. This one goes out to Baller, here, Panama <laughs> City. Billy's sorry and wants you to forget him. Oh, <laughs> uh, that could be fun. Can you do that voice? Not really. I've never tried to do one, but I bet I could figure See, it out. See, the, the worst thing... I used to be able to do it much better than I could do it now. Yeah. The worst thing that ever happened to me was somebody told me that, that Casey Kasem... Was the guy that did the voice of Shaggy from Scooby Doo. Uh-huh. And so I've kind of combined them into one amorphous voice. <laughs> and so I could get it real good like this. And then I want to go zoinks like a hey, Scoob <laughs> every time. Yeah. You fall into that trap, it's easy to do. Mm-hmm. I always used to like listening to Casey Kasem. And then I heard the, that one outtake about uh, going into an up tempo number out of a uh, death dedication. Uh, outtake and I can't not hear anything else I've, from Casey Kasem I think I You have cuz I've played it for you before. It's quite funny and you can find it anywhere just uh go on to YouTube and type in Casey Kasem outtake uh cuz it's quite quite hilarious. So yeah, we're going to do the top 40 quarterbacks in the nfl coming up on friday in the Sports sportsocracy be sure to like share and follow the sportsocracy on all of the social medias S- subscribe to the youtube channel share it out with your friends as well coming up after the break we will begin the ba- the debate on the wide receiver cores in the nfl that are best going in to 2021 i believe real estate isn't about properties It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at
1: 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. Right. you're in the sports tank what are you people on dope you don't
0: it's espn asheville 92.9 fm 880 a.m and 1400 the sports tank with jeremy green heard everywhere on the iheart radio app 2021 top wide receiver core rankings now i started at the middle of the league on this one, because, I mean, there's just there's just no use in doing a 32-team ranking. No, because there's only about 10 that really matter. <laughs> right. So, starting at the bottom, I've got a tie for 15th in the league. Of course you do. Uh-huh. Is it a 16-way tie? Uh-huh. No, it's not a 16-way tie. Stop that. Uh, But it's the Denver Broncos who are way too low. Way too That's low. way too low. And the Kansas City Chiefs. Which is dumb. <laughs> you told me that and I just yelled at you. <laughs> you have one of the five best receivers in the NFL and somehow, somehow yep. your receiver core is not in the top 15. Yeah, because you got nothing. You got nothing after, nothing other than Tyreek Hill. I like Miko Hardman way more than you do. Uh, yeah, you do, which is weird because he's a Georgia guy. And, and Demarcus Robinson. And he's a great speedster. And just so you know, he didn't include running backs or tight ends. This nope. is just this wide is receivers. Just wide receivers. This is not receiving cores because this list would be completely different. Maybe that was the statement that I was trying to make here. I don't know. Um but those are the, those are my bottom two. I had a tie because I couldn't decide which one was better. Tyreek Hill, obviously, he's an amazing talent. Miko Hardman, yes, he's got a lot of speed. But And then you got Denver with Jerry Judy and what I feel like he could be. And Cortland Sutton. And Cortland Sutton, what I feel like he could be. By the way, that's a top seven in the NFL pairing. And you have them at 16. Or tied for 15th or whatever. <laughs> tied it for is. 15th. Which is insanity to me. It's a top seven pairing between... Cortland Sutton and there's not a lot of one two punches Jerry as Judah. good as those two. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you got Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, mm-hmm. Godwin, and Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot more. Yeah. Who do you put at the bottom of this? Mine's list? an also receiving vote. I only did ten. Oh, okay. Because the the fifteen doesn't make a whole lot of sense <laughs> to me. <laughs> All right. I've got a series of teams down there between the Ravens, Washington Football Team, Miami Dolphins. Uh, The Jacksonville Jaguars are down there. My Jets are down there Mm -hmm. in that. You're not in the top 10, but you're still pretty good. Yeah. Just a a big amorphous blob down there of all of those teams. Okay. Well, my amorphous blob also includes the New York Giants, the Cincinnati Bengals. So duh. How in the world (laughs) do you have that? That's the one thing they have. It's wide receivers. It's the last need that they For sake, the Giants are my four. What? They're my four. You're Kenny crazy. Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton. Uh, they're all twos at worst on virtually every team in the NFL. Well, I mean, Kenny Galladay's a one. I, I meant twos at worst oh, okay. on virtually every team in the NFL. Okay. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Los Angeles Chargers, that's that's outside my top 10 which just makes me angry cuz you have like four teams in my top 10 that are in that category which means you have some that are way too high. I do. I do. Number 10 is the Arizona Cardinals, which is it's ridiculous. Why? You got DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. With AJ Green who I still think very highly of. If yeah. if if he's ever I think one year in Arizona you will see not prime AJ Green, mm-hmm. but he's going to be very difficult to cover. Agreed, especially as the two. Agreed, and then you've got Christian Kirk and uh-huh. Rondell Moore, who I think very highly of. Uh-huh. I have them at eight. I Think they were at eight, eight on your list? Yeah, yeah. We're all, we're not too far off on the on the Arizona Cardinals. My ten is the Carolina Panthers. See, the Carolina Panthers aren't even on my list because I just don't know. I their three is Terrace Marshall. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. <laughs> you got DJ Moore. DJ Robbie Moore, Anderson. is there a more disrespected receiver in this league than DJ Moore? And I'll be honest with you, this is a guy that I made fun of Carolina for drafting. Because I thought he was the second or third round guy. Yeah, I don't know. Back-to-back thousand yard seasons and he had Teddy Bridgewater throwing to him. Right. Oh, he's going to be so good with Sam Darnold. Him and Robbie Anderson is going to be so good. You're so excited. Now, it's not that I, I don't like the weapons. I just, don't, I just don't have them in the top half of the league. In their wide receiver room. I, I, without even asking who you have at one, I know what this is building to. You don't know. I. You don't know what this is building to. I think I and anybody that have listened to this show for more than 10 seconds know what this is building to. Number nine on the list, I got the Miami Dolphins.
1: I like the Dolphins' weapons. I like Will Fuller, as long as he can stay healthy. I like Devontae Parker.
0: I think Jalen Waddle is going to be amazing. And that's all you need. You believe way too much in a bunch of hurt guys. You have a bunch of hurt guys and a, a rookie. A rookie that you I just so happen to like a lot. You you got to come around on him eventually. Devontae Parker over the last two years has been really solid. Will Fuller had finally a year where he lived up to expectations last year in Houston, of all places. Now the steroids might have helped with that, or whatever he got popped for <laughs> the substance violation. I like the Miami Dolphins' weapons. I didn't even—literally, the Dolphins didn't even come up. They were in that—I mean, they were on the very backside of of what I was talking about earlier. Really. I think they may have the worst weapons in their own division. Oh wait, New England's in that division. No, yeah. they don't. Never mind. No, they don't. No, I it's not even
1: close. Actually,
0: mm, no, it's really <laughs> not. Um, who's your nine? The Pittsburgh Steelers, and I wish they were higher. I I, just... I like Pittsburgh's weapons a, a lot. Mm-hmm. Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Chase Claypool. That is going to be very hard to stop. To me, it's a bunch of twos, though. Juju Smith-Schuster, to me, is not, not a, top a thirty. He's not a top 30 receiver in the NFL. Is that what you're getting ready to tell me? Mm-hmm. The way you evaluate some of these guys just blows my mind. His good is really good. Now, can he, can he look like a one being thrown to by Mason Rudolph? Yeah. No. But nobody can because he's terrible. You're not wrong. I just don't understand the. I, I don't understand the 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 hate on Juju. Last year didn't go exactly his way. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. I could make the argument Chase Claypool is actually the one in that uh, in that receiver room because uh, I can tell you I can't name thirty receivers that are better than him in the NFL. That's kind of why I didn't put him in the top ten. They have two of my top thirty that b- almost invariably is going to get it's you in the, the top ten. All right. All right. All right. We'll continue with the list in just a moment.
1: The sports tag. Just a bit outside. All right. Here's the 411,
0: folks. Yeah. All right. I, I'm going to do an update. I'm going to do a baseball update here on the story that I brought you a couple of weeks ago. Remember when uh, UNC, Ash or former UNC Asheville. Baseball player Mike Schilt, who's now the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, went on his little tear about his guy being checked out for foreign substances on the mound. And he said, now's not the time for this. And by the way, Major League Baseball, if you're going to start doing this, you better start cracking down on everybody around the league who's doing it. Have you been, of course you haven't been paying attention Jeremy, but I know you, the listener, have been paying attention to uh, the Major League Baseball scuttlebutt that's going on right now where they are now going to be instituting regular pitcher checks on Major League Baseball pitchers throughout the game just to make sure that they are not using any type of assistance any no no sticky balls. That's their new rule in Major League Baseball. We're not gonna do. We're not gonna let you use the rosin. You know, it's it's been a, a thing that pitchers have been doing for a while now. You know, increasing their spin rates and everything, having a little rosin to help you with the grip on the baseball. And hitters haven't really cared. Hitters haven't really spoken out about this. But now Major League Baseball is gonna crack down on it. because Mike Schilt got his feelings hurt. So now the crackdown has begun. And here's the funny thing is uh, here's a sport in Major League Baseball who is worried about the time that it's going to take to complete all of their games, yet now they're going to take time out to do these checks of the pitchers to see if they have any, you know, suntan lotion or rosin or whatever it be on their person. to improve the or to improve the grip or spin rate or whatever on the baseball. Since that story came out by the way, uh Garrett Cole, somebody did a study on Garrett Cole how his spin rate dropped dramatically after a light was shown on this and they asked him at a press conference about that and they said, "Have you ever used any of this foreign substances to make your spin rate better?" And his answer was I I don't know how to answer that. Well, clearly you've been using something to help you. If you don't know how to answer that question, then you've been cheating. Now, I don't really care that they've been using things. I have not been the guy to be, you know, pounding the desk against the steroid guys. I don't care. But now Major League Baseball is going to crack down just like Mike Schilt wanted. So thank you, Mike Schilt, for that. Pine rousing in baseball. Ooh, no, breaking it. news. <laughs> yeah, using something that comes out of a tree. God, yeah. So insufferable. We'll get a bunch of it off the top of a car parked under a tree. <laughs> Brooks Capco, when asked Wednesday about what his issues are with Bryson DeChambeau, came back with another question. How would I characterize it? I don't know where, to, where you want to start. Like, I guess, where do you, you want to start? That, that's more my question. He basically went down the, the rabbit hole of it's good for the game. The fact that there's this pure hatred between Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kapka is good for the game. He's 100% right. And it 100% is. He then also was asked what Bryson DeChambeau said that got him to roll his eyes, and he said, it's, basically said it's not what he said, it's how loud he said it. Because he was not talking to Kapka, and I didn't think he was. These two do not really talk to each other. No. So I always found it to be a little hard to believe that he would make a snide remark with a camera right there. I never really bought that. Yeah, He was talking to his caddy, and Kafka basically said, I don't know if he was signing his scorecard or what he was doing. He was just doing it really loudly. And there's kind of an, un, an unwritten rule that when the cameras are around, shut up. Well, it's just common courtesy. Yeah, You're which walking, Bryson DeChambeau has right. none of. You're walking through the media area. Keep your dang voice down. Everybody knows that. And yeah, Kepka was just like he was just being really loud, and it was just another example of what a jack wagon he is. That he'd be talking that loudly coming through the media area. Oh, are you starting to understand? No, I'm not. I'm. I, I'm. I, I mean, I am understanding Brooks Kepka's side of this, no doubt about it. I still like Bryson. I still think it's funny, and I still. I still want to see this continue to grow. He's- I can't jump sides now. No, you're stuck. <laughs> I'm stuck yeah, on Bryson. Yeah, you're stuck on the nerd side. Uh, who's shocked? <laughs> they also asked uh, Kafka about what it would be like to play at, if they wound up playing at the Ryder Company. So there's only eight guys that are playing at a time. Four guys are sitting. I mean, I play with one other guy. I don't understand if it's, let's say, I don't play with Bryson or Bryson doesn't play with me. He takes care of his match. I take care of my match. And I don't know how that has any effect. What you do off the golf course doesn't have any effect on the golf course. Thank you. Thank you, Brooks Capka. Mm-hmm. who I have been firmly Team Brooksie from the Jump Street. I still can't get over Bryson DeChambeau having people thrown out of a golf tournament for yelling, Brooksie. No hecklers. Shut up, no nerd. No hecklers. Shut up, nerd. <laughs> oh, I can't stand Bryson DeChambeau. All right, the number eight spot on uh, on the 2021 wide receiver core list in the NFL Yours is the Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. I got the Washington football team. Which is just insane to me. <laughs> Why? They had Curtis Samuel, who was basically just an abject disaster. For three years. Under this same coaching staff, by the way. Right. Then he has one good year away from them, mm-hmm. and it's him and Terry McLaurin. I'm drunk on it. Of which I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm saying the fact you have it at eight mm-hmm. is just mind boggling to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I also, I, I, you know, I also have uh, Cam Sims. We. <laughs> I have Rondell Moore. I, I like my side of that. Kelvin Harmon. Come on. Uh, I have Christian Kirk. No, it's really, the to me, the, the, the trio here is Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, and De'Ami Brown. It's how much I believe in De'Ami Brown. I, and that's the thing. is I've, Everything I've heard is it's not going to be. It's, it's not, not going early. good for him? It's not, it's not going well. It's just very obvious that he's going to have to learn how to run routes and learn okay. the route tree. and Well, then he's got your, your, your little boyfriend, your late-round boyfriend. Antonio Gandy-Golden? Yeah. I love Antonio Gandy-Golden. Yeah. That's an up-and-coming wide receiver core. Okay, maybe maybe I've gone too high. Yeah, maybe I've gone too high. They're too high. (laughs) My seven is going to infuriate you. It's the Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) You say things sometimes that just make my head hurt. You got Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, uh, and CeeDee Lamb. They're my two. They're your two? They're my two. No, come on. They're my two. And, yes, they're ahead of your fire them cannons, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's completely wrong. I disagree. Mm, you can't. I mean, that's fine. You can be wrong. I think CeeDee Lamb is, this is going to be the year that people go, how did so many teams pass on him?" Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen any of the footage out of Cowboys camp. He's making people look dumb. Yeah. I mean, just, he's making guys look terrible. I still like Amari Cooper. And, and I'll tell you how I really like Amari Cooper is being the two. Which is what I think he clearly is now. Oh, you think CD's the one? Now. I do. Okay, I, I do. It basically, one of my one of the rules I've always lived by, and this is it, made me a considerable amount of doubloons in mm-hmm. fantasy football. Mm-hmm. Watch who social media teams really pub during OTAs. It's been the CD Lamb show out of Dallas, right? That tells you everything you need to know. When he's the best player on the field, this is what the same thing I said about Elijah Moore. Mm-hmm. Does it not strike you as strange that they're holding out Jamison Crowder and everything they put out is how unbelievable Elijah Moore is? Right. There's a reason for that. They're trying to tell you something. Yeah, they're they're telling you he's going to be the three. Right. Mims will be the two, Corey Davis will be the one, and Jamison Crowder is going to be on another team. But is this, well, yeah. Okay. This is the time of the year that you will learn a lot of things if you just pay attention. Right. Because they will force feed it to you. Twitter is a beautiful device for only that purpose. Mm Mm-hmm you start scrolling through timelines, you'll get angry like I am most of the time. But but you think that it's actually a calculated move to send that out on social media rather than just the social media team trying to pump up the rookie? No, I I don't. You think it's a coordinated I've always thought they worked in concert. Okay, all right. And it served me pretty well. I mean, and I, I'm going to be honest with you the only reason I bring that up is because we can look at examples of where maybe the social media team didn't have any inroads or or talks with the with the you know management I'm thinking of you know the Dak Prescott thing the Russell Wilson thing like leaving them out of the hype videos and stuff Well we the were, Russell Wilson thing wasn't a hype video it was a letter sent out that was signed by the owner of the team No that but was they did intentional. That, but they did the the highlight thing too yeah and i would wager Mm -hmm. they probably did that on purpose okay maybe maybe they did i always thought the dac thing was just an oversight Mm -hmm. there's probably something to that (laughs) i mean a letter got signed by the owner that didn't have his name and you're not wrong you're not wrong i really struggle to believe that they just that he just came across his desk and they went hey we're gonna put this out everywhere cool i mean just sign that Mm -hmm. i don't really buy that all right who's your seven uh, I, 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 It's going to shock you as much as it shocks me Okay, The Cincinnati Bengals I, The problem I have with the Cincinnati Bengals Is I don't think they have a one Jamar Chase Yeah, but he's a rookie And I'm not sure Fine. how that's going to very. It, it, look, I was low on him Because I don't believe in taking receivers in the top five mm-hmm. Unless it's the guy And I don't think he's ever going to be a top five receiver in the NFL mm-hmm. I think he's a no doubt one immediate instantaneous one can play every position can do all of the things. Tyler Boyd plays in the slot. T Higgins is the is the bigger receiver on the outside and you got Auden Tate. Right. All the way in. Yes, I disappointed you yesterday by not saying Auden Tate's name, you but I did. will say it here. We had a yeah, uh, Brian and I had a little friendly wager that when we did the Cincinnati Bengals uh off-season review video, that Jeremy would say the name Auden Tate one it, the line was one and a half. Because I thought for sure it was going to come up three or four times. Cause it seems like every time we talk about the Cincinnati wide receivers, he's got to slip Auden Tate in there. And he didn't say it once during the 15 minutes we were on that video. Ah, say love. I thought you had so much love, but apparently you, you hate Auden Tate as much as I do. Uh, no, the, <laughs> I like Auden Tate. my six 2021 wide receiver core in the NFL, the Los Angeles Rams. I got Cooper Cup, I got Robert Woods, and I am a believer in Van Jefferson. If 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 I had gone to eleven, they probably would have been my eleven. Mm-hmm. It's not that I don't like it. Yeah, you've got Van Jefferson, you got Deshaun Jackson. See, that's the team I look at and go. I don't know that you have like a superstar, and yeah. I think every team in this list has a star. I really like Robert Woods. I really like Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. And yes, I think they're both ones, but I think they're. Lower end one, and you forget they have Deshaun Jackson. Uh, and I don't care. <laughs> fourth and uh, fourth active receiver in receiving yards, and I still cannot believe that's a thing. Yep, fourth most receiving yards of any active wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He's been around a long time and he's had some amazing seasons. I mean, he even had a what he, he had like a thirteen fourteen hundred 1400 yard season for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at one point. I think he did. I think he was he was up there. I may be wrong about that. You're 100 percent wrong. Am I? He didn't have 1300 yards in two years combined. Did for he Tampa, not? And I knew you were wrong. About no. That. Come on. Six sixty eight, seven seventy four. <sighs> yeah, he was I terrible. Did way Tampa. better with us. Than yeah, that. he was bad in Tampa, and his catch rate was abysmal. Wait, maybe I'm thinking of Vincent Jackson. Uh, no, that now that's, that is possible. That's, <laughs> that sounds yeah, DeSean right. Jackson's only had five thousand yard seasons in his career. Yeah. One thirteen hundred yarder and basically the rest of them were just a stone throw away from 1,000. But he was always a guy that if he was healthy and he was on the field, you knew he was going to make an impact in the game some way because he was so freakishly fast. Yeah, he's played one sixteen game season in his career. Mm-hmm. Which would be a little less, a little less shocking if he hadn't played for 12 years. But the Rams wide receiver core to me is, uh, is, is really good. And that's why I kind of give, you know, I'm not completely dismissing it when people say Matthew Stafford may be the MVP this year. Yeah, I'm going to stick with my bet that I attempted to make with you this morning. Uh, if you tell me I can have Derek Carr or Matthew Stafford total yards thrown or, or total oh, passing doing that. yards this we year, are doing that. I'm all in on Derek Carr. Yeah, I'm all in because on Because I think Stafford. this is going to be way more cam makers than people think it will mm-hmm. be. There's this myth that the Rams just can't constantly throw the ball 55 times a game. That's not true. It's not true. It's not even kind of true. Mm-hmm. They're middle of the NFL in passing attempts. It's a myth.
1: And yeah, the Raiders are going to be part of that a reason lot. was
0: because of Jared Goff. No, okay. You do remember they went to a Super Bowl, right? I do. Like that, it wasn't always this narrative that Jared Goff is the worst quarterback in the NFL. No, and he, but he threw a lot that year. Not as much as you Did think. He? Really, he's never thrown. I think it was six hundred and twenty-four passes, the most he's ever thrown in a season. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lot. Not that many. It ain't that much. Hmm. All right. Who's your six? Uh, mine's the Broncos. Wow. That's where the Broncos fall in for me. Wow. I love Cortland Sutton and I love Jerry Judy. Mm-hmm. And I don't dislike Tim Patrick, who I think is a really good three. And they've still got KJ Hamler. Yeah. That's pretty that's, deep. That's, yeah. It's not a bad wide receiver core. Number five. Now we're into the top five. Let's There are a lot of teams on this list that I just really don't like. Should we let's hold the top five for the top of the hour? Well, we can do it after the break. We're gonna do green on green. There's not that much there. It's only five teams. All right. We'll take a quick break. We will we will squeeze in the top five here of the twenty twenty one wide receiver core right after this. Pernicious. Adjective. Having a harmful effect, especially in a gradual or subtle way. Now, Wicked Weed's flagship IPA, winner of a silver medal at the U.S. Open Beer Championships, isn't harmful unless you're a competing IPA. Brewed in the mountains of western North Carolina, Pernicious IPA will destroy your expectations for all others in its class. Pernicious IPA inspires you to enjoy fresh and often. Order up at WickedWeedBrewing.com. Wicked Weed Brewing, the official craft beer of Furman Athletics. Drink different. Drink responsibly. Coffee's so the closer's on. Get him the money. Then when you get the money, you get the power. That watch mm-hmm. costs more than your car. And when you get the power, then you get the win. 2-0 oh, and 1 with only my third push of the year last night. Thank you, Utah Jazz. Only one game in the NBA tonight. And it's my 2021 NBA champion, Denver Nuggets! Yeah. They are a five and a half point dog tonight. Dumb. And that is dumb to me <laughs> i absolutely do not understand what it is that vegas is seeing i will tell you this for game one 90 of the money in vegas was on phoenix tonight it's down to 60 mm-hmm. and that tells me and the side is at 65 so that means there's a lot of smart money on denver i'm also on denver i'm going to take denver plus the five and a half I'm almost confident enough to say I'll take them in the money line. There is a possibility they lose this game and still win this series. I explained that in the Sportsocracy this morning. What I like better than anything in this game tonight is over 223.5. I think this is going to be a firework show. A lot of points. Give me the Nuggets plus 5.5 over 223.5. Go and do likewise, gents. Money's out there. You pick it up, it's yours. You don't, I got no sympathy for you. And since there's only one game in the NBA tonight, this will be an easy one. Your Monkey Knife Fight play of the night. Go to monkeyknifefight.com today. Set yourself up an account. And don't forget to use our promo code TANK. T-A-N-K at monkeyknifefight.com when you... Create your account and make your initial investment. MonkeyKnifeFight.com will match it up to $50. And they'll also give you a $5 free play, which you can use on the 2021 NBA MVP, Nikola Jokic. I'm playing the more or less 3.6x multiplier in the Nuggets and Phoenix Suns game. This has increased since this morning. I gave it on the Sportsocracy. If you got it then, you got a little better odds. But I'm going over to 305 half. Uh, for Nikola Jokic, I'm going over 28.5 for Devin Booker. Oh, they both went up a point. They both went up a point. This happens every day. Uh That will turn your $5 buy-in into an $18 prize. All right, monkeyknifefight.com, promo code TANK. Now, the top five wide receiver cores in the NFL for 2021. My five is the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns are not my top ten. That's ridiculous to me. With OBJ, with Jarvis Landry, the the connection that uh I don't really like Richard Higgins all that much, but he does really well with Baker Mayfield. He's fine. Mm-hmm. Jarvis Landry's in Peoples Jones, I, I like think. Odell and let's face it, Odell Beckham is, has been very overrated uh-huh. and very injury prone. Uh-huh. Played one full season in four years. Played two in his entire career. hmm I think he's a little overrated. He's never been on the same page with Baker. I like. Jar- I'll be honest with you. I like Jarvis Landry better than I like Odell Beckham. I do too. I think he's a better down in down out receiver than Odell Beckham Jr. Mm-hmm. There's a lot play. of flash with Odell, but I think there's less substance. My five. Another team that <clears throat> I've been accused of being a little a little down on Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. I get DK Metcalf. I get Tyler Lockett and Dwayne Eskridge. The rookie is just asked to be really fast, which <laughs> by the way he is. He is. They're my four. My uh, four is the Giants. Your four is the Giants. Okay. I that was, was one of the reasons I knew we could get this in in this segment because you've literally already thrown out <laughs> every team I have in the top five except one. Yeah. Uh, now, my three is the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, that's a team I forgot. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah, the Vikings should be. Yeah, in we're your gonna, top 10 we're gonna put them. We're going to put them at ten. We're going uh, to we'll take the Panthers <laughs> out, but I totally forgot Well, the now Vikings. I get to say you're way too low on the Minnesota
1: Vikings. Okay, name me
0: a receiver outside of Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen stays hurt. Mm-hmm. He's been hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. And Justin Jefferson did it for one year. Yeah. And their three is uh OB Johnson. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> if this was best duo, yeah. yeah, they're in the top four. Yeah. That's not what you asked me. You asked me best, best wide room. receiver groups. Yep. And yeah, for me, I forgot them they should be in the top ten, but I'll put them at I don't see another team in the top nine I'm putting my head up. So I'll slide them in where the Panthers work ten. And I I actually have them tied with the Panthers now that I think about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, My number two is the Tennessee Titans. (sighs) My two is the Cowboys. My three is your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. (laughs) Uh, That's laughable. And and who's shocked? Who is shocked that Tank has Tampa Bay number one? Fire them cannons. By golly, put more powder in those things. Yeah, you're sorry man i got i got mike evans i got chris godwin i got antonio brown It's the best three in the league who all three have injury problems sure all three of them do mm-hmm. that's what actually hurt them because i think in terms of talent i could go one two three and you know we're pretty good mm-hmm. we're pretty good the one thing is uh my one i couldn't have them any place but one because they have two of the top 10 receivers in the nfl no the same doubt. team no doubt it's tennessee titans yep A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, they are at the top of the league, no doubt. And I don't hold depth against them because they play so, play so much twelve personnel. Oh, You're going to see so many formations where they only have two receivers yeah. on the field. Yeah, but but here's the thing: once you once Julio gets hurt, if he gets hurt, he got hurt one time. Then you got Josh. That he Reynolds missed games is your three. I think it's so comical that people like you are are just burying Julio Jones. I'm not burying and I swear Julio to you, Jones. I feel like he has to be sitting back going, nobody believes in me. <laughs> and I have a funny feeling it is going to end up in a season that, we, that nobody sees coming from Julio Jones. Very well could. I would not doubt that Julio Jones is one of the greatest to ever play the game. I love the guy. There is just a big yeah but with me, with him. I'll make a bet. He has more receiving yards than any receiver on your team this year. You're in the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green here on ESPN Asheville. Not taking that bet. This is the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm, I'm balling. Beer City's best sports
1: talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait.
0: It's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green, as always, heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Glad you're along on the ride with us this afternoon. 4 o'clock hour, as always, brought to you by our good friends at Wicked Weed Brewing. WickedWeedBrewing.com. Drink different. So, for this hour, I have a slightly different idea. You gave me the okay. idea since we're talking about lists. Okay, all right. And we, and we did the lists in the last hour of the best receiver rooms and things like that. Yes. If you had to reseed the NBA playoffs right now oh with just goodness. what you know, with the eight teams that are left, where do you go? Because I have a feeling we're going to disagree vehemently on a couple of these. Hmm. Obviously, we want to start at 8 on this one. Absolutely, because I think it's without a doubt the most obvious. (laughs) Um, Let's see here. The 8 left for me is, I mean, based on the way they're playing? I knew you were going to do this. Based on the way they're playing? It's the Milwaukee Bucks. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> I did. I absolutely, unequivocally knew you were going to do that. I mean, that. they've just been so god-awful these first two games of this series against Brooklyn. And I don't dispute that. Now, in my heart of hearts, do I believe that they are the worst team out of this group when they're playing at their best? Absolutely not. No. They, and you shouldn't. There's no chance for that. But I felt like this was the easiest, and I knew you were going to do that. Mm-hmm. It's the Atlanta Hawks, and it's not close. No, you're wrong. It's not close. Tell me the team left that in a seven-game series they beat. The Clippers. You're drunk. You're absolutely out of your mind. Who guards Kawhi Leonard? Who? Who? No. Oh, are they going to put Boyan Bogdanovich on him? No, you put That'd be uh, great. DeAndre Clint. Hunter. Uh, you mean the guy that's out for the series? Uh, torn meniscus, done for the rest oh, of the Oh, did he really? Yeah. Dang, I missed that. Yeah, he, he's gone. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. That just came out, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes okay, ago? Okay, now, yeah, now, okay. That's it, a it came, across, it came across my timeline on the... Uh, Twitter. I would give credit to whoever put it out there, but they find <laughs> yeah, can't find it now. Can't find it. Okay. All right. Now. All right. All right. Atlanta. There. Uh, Sham Sharania is the one that put it up. Okay. Out for the season. Under, will undergo meniscus surgery. Dang it. Yeah. And Not guess good what? For the wood yeah, That's going to be a problem. That's going to be a problem moving forward in this series with the seventy six. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Because Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons did a pretty good job being put on uh, Trey Young last night. Yeah. Him and, and Matisse Tybel <laughs> Yeah. And uh, I don't think Trey can guard Ben Simmons. <laughs> Yeah, know. I, I really as soon as I saw that I went. Well, that was fun while it lasted, but yep. that's a hundred percent over five games. That's what go. I said to start it. That is what you said to start it. I'm going to stick with it. Shocker of shockers, your Flostradamusness has been coming into play here, and uh, it's all based on injuries. I mean, you you kind of started to backtrack on the whole Phoenix Suns thing. In the first round and then Anthony Davis gets hurt and lo and behold you're I correct. Didn't, I didn't start backtracking on it. I said I said I'm probably wrong. I didn't say I'm changing my mind. Uh, like, I'm too far to... If you remember, so I said sorry, verbatim... You, you will stick with something even though you know it's wrong. Uh, yes, 100%. <laughs> on the off chance that I'm right. Just like your 2020 NBA champion Denver Nuggets. Which is different, which is... Uh, we're a year later, and now we have the 2021 NBA champion Denver <laughs> All right, so your, your eight is the Atlanta Hawks. Yes. They're the um, worst team left in the playoffs. It's a, it's a great story. Mm-hmm. They just don't. They're, they're so bad defensively. Mm-hmm. Their bad is ridiculous. If Clint Capella is not on the floor, they can't defend anybody. And it has it was abundantly obvious last night. And then when DeAndre Hunter goes down, it's just it, it just it shows. Yeah, it's so obvious that there are there are limitations to this team. They're it the team sense. that just uh, of the eight that are left, they're the one that doesn't line up to me. Mm-hmm. You have yes, you have a star. You've got some good role players. You don't have the Robin to the Batman. If your Robin is is John Collins, you're in trouble mm-hmm. because he is an absolute liability defensively. My seven, and I tried to get away from this. is the LA Clippers. Yep, that's my seven. Mm-hmm. I just I look at the combination of Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. I, I have a theory. I've said this on the Sportsocracy. I'm sure at some point I've said it here. If when I go to explain how you're going to win something takes me more than a full breath, you're probably not going to. That's just my rule of, of predicting games. Yeah. And with the Clippers, I look at every other team left in the playoffs, and if they matched up one-on-one, it's a lot of, well, Paul George has to play as well as he can, Kawhi mm-hmm. Leonard has to be himself, and then they need a combination of Rajon Rondo, Reggie Jackson, DeMarcus Cousins, the Vika Zubach. Two of those have to also be good for them to win. Right. That's too many words. So to me, there's the there's seven, and those are the two that to me just don't. I'm not saying they don't belong. Mm-hmm. They're not two of the eight best teams in the NBA. Yeah, okay, I'll make uh, the Clippers my six. So, who's your six? So you so you're going. I'm going Bucks eight, Hawks Hawk seven, seven Clippers, and six. Clippers six. But the Bucks would be my six. Okay. I'm going to say the same thing I said so yesterday. Bad. There's not an all-star in the NBA that looks worse when worse when playing all-stars than Chris Middleton does. Mm-hmm. And he has been bad. Here's the one thing I'll say, and I'm not trying to cling on to a wrong take. Are you telling me you'd be stunned if the Bucks came out in one game 3? No. In Milwaukee, couple days of rest, couple days to you know James Harden's not playing in game 3. Are you telling me you'd be surprised? I wouldn't be super surprised, but they're going to have to be real aggressive. And it's something that they haven't been in the first two games of this series. They've just looked out of sorts to me. And Kevin uh, Kevin Garnett, Kevin Durant looks like he can get everything he wants. He's just, he's playing at another level. Well, I'm just going to ask you a a question. Hypothetical. Yeah. Yeah. Hypothetical. They play tomorrow. It's in Milwaukee. Milwaukee's been awful. Brooklyn has boat raced them twice. Yes. What's the line? It better be Brooklyn minus something. Minus what? Six. You were wrong at Brooklyn. It's Milwaukee minus three and a half. By the way, that's with 91% of the handle on the Brooklyn side. Mm -hmm. And it still hasn't moved. You know what that tells me? What's that? That tells me Vegas knows it does not matter what this number is. The public is going to be heavy on Brooklyn. Oh yeah, so we'll just leave it. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Vegas does not take liabilities like this when they don't realize they're going to dupe the public. I will tell you definitively. I'll be all. We're preempted by the Braves tomorrow, so yes. I will not be here to give picks and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we will do a a. We'll do a pick segment in the Sportsocracy tomorrow morning live on YouTube. Find yep. us at the Sportsocracy on all the social medias. Uh, so I'll put picks out tomorrow there. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I'm going to be on Milwaukee minus 3.5. <sighs> I'm going, to, no doubt I'm going to be. Can't do it. And of all the games I've picked in the playoffs, I'm probably more confident that I'm right here than I ever had before. Why do before. you think they get the push going back home? Honestly, they haven't really shown any fight at no, all, No, but I think they will a okay. couple of days off the nets. I want you to think about this. They've already said James Harden's out a day before this game. Of course they have. I wouldn't, I wouldn't let him touch the floor mm-hmm. until they lose a game. Mm-hmm. And if I'm Mike Budenholzer, I can look at my team and go, they don't respect you. No, they don't. They think they can trot out Kevin Durant. Cause I think Joe Harris is out tomorrow as well. They think they can just trot out KD and Kyrie Irving and any combination of three guys and beat you. Mm-hmm. I got news for you. Blake Griffin is not the defensive stalwart that's going to stop Giannis Antetokounmpo. I don't think he's just going to have seven free-throw attempts tomorrow night. I think the jumping overboard on the Bucks has gotten a little out of hand. Mm-hmm. They had two bad games on the road. They've, they're still two wins at home you're still holding serve I, and i wouldn't be i wouldn't be as dogmatic about this if they hadn't been such bad performances on the road i mean you could have lost by 50 mhm i i just i, I don't know I, i'm not again i'm not going to be shocked if they take one of the games in the series this one would make the most sense for the, this to be the game that they win this series is going to be over in short order. I I just feel like people are writing this team off really fast. Mm-hmm. And I understand it was bad. They gave up down 20. They yeah. gave up pretty much in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen again. Uh, Jeff Green is the one that's been ruled out with James Harden. Okay. I thought For some reason, I thought it was Joe Harris. But yeah. Jeff Green's. I'm not going to say he's equivalently important. But he's another big. Mm-hmm. And at this point, you're looking at a Nets team that has two bigs. Right. And I don't count Kevin Durant in spite of the fact he's 6'11". Because <laughs> he weighs 204 pounds. Right. All right, five. Who's Who would be the fifth seed in this reimagined NBA playoffs? This is where it gets a little harder for me. Because now we get into, there are a lot of teams left that remind me of each other a lot. Mm-hmm. If you told me Mike Conley wasn't going to play another game, I would put Utah right here. Really? I don't buy that. And so I, I can't put my champion right here. No, I it's got to be the Phoenix Suns. Oh No, it's, it's Philadelphia 76ers. That's who I put right there. It's the Stop Sixers. Stop that. It's the Sixers. Why? I think their path to winning a title is harder than the other four teams. Okay, but there's, there's a athletic- lot of confusing coaching decisions. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of you're counting a lot on Ben Simmons who if he can't get to the rack and really think about the other four teams here. How is it, How hard has it been for Giannis to get to the rack against Blake Griffin? Mm-hmm. Knowing that Nicole Jokic and Aaron Gordon would be the mixture against the Nuggets. How hard would that be? How hard is it gonna be with Aiton? How hard is it gonna be with Rudy Gobert? Mm-hmm. I just look at it and go, if you told me I had to pick these teams head-to-head, to head to head, the Sixers are five. Mm, I think you're very wrong on that. Uh, it's just Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, that's a, it's a team that I think is a little bit better than that. I mean, I, right, think me could, t- I think they could win a series against the Utah Jazz. I don't, because I think Rudy Gobert would be a problem. Because I think your best version of offense can be stopped on both sides by Rudy Gobert. And that's my problem. Okay. And I'm basically doing this in the order of how likely I think it is they win an NBA title. Right. My five would be the Phoenix Suns. That's where I would put them. Uh, I mean, I I like the team. They surprised me uh, for how handily they were able to dispatch the los angeles lakers despite you know or, or i guess on top of anthony davis not being there it's a team that i told you what 2 months ago that i believed that they were one of the five mm-hmm. teams in the nba that can win a cha- win a championship and i'm not i'm not coming off of that
1: but i think they are i think they're still my five
0: cuz i put both teams out out east they haven't form. mentioned yet Are ahead of them. I would have the Suns at four. I -hmm. think the youth get you at some point. I think you're going to see tonight what I said in game one. Mm -hmm. Especially if Will Barton plays. Especially if Will Barton plays. Because I think what Denver figured out in game one is that Michael Porter is going to be a problem. Unless you put him on Jay Crowder. And then Jay Crowder is just going to shoot threes. Because Porter is the defensive weak link. Well, if Will Barton comes back in, then it becomes a thing of you can hide Porter playing with the second team as the scorer on the second team. And it just changes the dynamics so yeah. much. And that's that. That's why I've got them slotted in four. My four would be the Utah Jazz. The Jazz are my three. The Jazz are my three. I love And, re- and I, I think they could, they're they the team that, that i – they're the first one that I look at and go, mm-hmm. you could win a title. I think so. the Jazz could win I don't think any of the other five can. I really don't. I think if no path to Phoenix, No. just because they're not experienced yeah, enough. I, I think at some point you're going to get tight. Mm-hmm. You count too much on offense from a guy like Aiton that if he goes up against one of these bigs, that could get him in foul trouble. There's just there's a lot of moving pieces, which Rudy Gobert would do off pick and roll. Yeah, yeah, because he's not DeAndre very, in trouble. Yeah, because he's not good off pick and roll, especially when he's trying to guard guard the big guy. Well, he's smarter. He's more experienced, I guess. I shouldn't say smarter. He's more experienced than DeAndre. He's Aiden, very crafty. And he would be able to take advantage. The offensive game of Rudy Gobert is one of the most underrated things in the NBA mm-hmm. because it's not something that you see, and it doesn't always turn into points. At least not for him. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of times that he sets a high ball screen. Donovan Mitchell comes off of it, and they say, here we go. He's just a he's the kind of basketball player that I really like yeah. because he does all of the things that nobody ever talks about. But right. then again, I think Donovan Mitchell has to be otherworldly for him, for, for this team to beat the ones I have left. Mm-hmm. So who's your four? I just told you who my four was. My okay. four was Phoenix. My three was Utah. Gotcha. All right. So your three is Utah. Uh, My three is going to be the Philadelphia 76ers. See, this is where it gets hard. No, no. This, this has all been difficult for me. The bottom 2 was easy. The top 2 was reasonably easy. Yeah. It's that four in the middle that just you could tell me they fall in any order and I'd probably be okay with it. I'm going to go with your nuggets. I'm going to go with your nuggets as the 3. Okay. I, and I don't I don't begrudge you for that. I mean they they have a lot of things that I really really like. You have opened my mind to considering them as an NBA title contender. There's something about it though that I just don't see it happening. I still think they're a year it's away. Cuz you've never seen it. It's cuz you've never seen it. You've never seen this group of players. I'm telling here's you, wait do you see the MVP bump tonight off you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, here here's the thing. I cannot believe that the Denver Nuggets will be able to win a national or, or a world championship without Jamal Murray. I thought Jamal Murray was such a big piece for that team that I cannot see them finishing the job without him. It will be the greatest upset in NBA history, and I will have been here since the day the season ended last year. <laughs> right. I still think they're a year away. Next year, with a fully healthy Jamal Murray, I'm totally going to be in on them being one of the best. You know, one of the top two team, top three teams in the NBA. I just don't. I, I don't think it. I just don't think they're better. So, I don't think they're better than the two teams out east. So does that mean your two's Utah? No. My two is the Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, okay. You you had waffled on where you were putting them. Yeah. I've got uh Yeah. I think Utah's gonna be my four, but Denver is the three, and then that leaves the two teams out east to be my one Man, and two. You see this so differently than I do. Uh huh. You know, it's it's been a cute story. It really has.
1: But I have to
0: be honest with myself and put the Brooklyn Nets at two. <laughs> uh, why was I so, side, so uh, blindsided by that? I knew I you were, have I saw the look on your face. I shouldn't
1: have been. I saw I the thought, look on your face. I thought for sure
0: you were going to be uh, you know, uh, rational. I cannot for the life of me figure out. All right, let's say Brooklyn, because I think Brooklyn is going to ultimately win the series with the Bucs. Yeah. I think they're going to struggle with Joel Embiid. I do. They they've struggled every time they played with Embiid. I think mm-hmm. they will struggle with him again. Mm-hmm. If they get by Philadelphia, Nikola Jokic is uh, the 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 boss version of Joel Embiid, and I don't think they can stop him. Oh, come I on! I just don't. Who? All right, who guarded him? Oh, come him? on! We're gonna put Blake Griffin on him. He's gonna shut him down. Yeah, how'd that go? <laughs> How would that go? Yeah. Blake Griffin out at 25 feet. How do you think that I get would it, go? But I think they can neutralize and everybody else on that team. I don't. I don't think they're this good defensive team that everybody's being duped into. Mm-hmm. The Bucks have sat around and settled for jump shots. What I think is going to change tomorrow is you're going to see Mike Budenholzer with two days of, of planning and, and watching the tape, and, and he's just going to say, Boys, we got nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the world thinks we're going to lose. Mm-hmm. We have to attack the basket. And I think when teams figure out how easy it can actually be to do that, they're going to get these guys in foul trouble and you're going to see just how mortal the Nets are. Yeah. It's, it's not a good defensive thing. I've watched the tape backwards and forwards trying to figure it out. Yes, if you sit around the three point line and, and chuck up 43 pointers a night, they're going to outshoot you. You have to take the attack to them. I, you know, I have waffled back and forth all season long on whether or not the brooklyn nets can actually win a title with the big 3 they're going to have to do it to prove it to me they're in the number 1 for me right now and and they will be for 99% yeah, of them they big- look so great against milwaukee and it just does not matter you know we were talking before the series started your big your big comeback to me about brooklyn was that milwaukee can score with them which they haven't proved yet in the first 2 games but there's still time to turn it around, but that they were a they were a really good defensive team as well, so they would be able to put those guys in check. They lost James Harden forty two seconds into the into this series, and they have boat raced him for two straight games, almost beat him by fifty the other night. I just don't see anybody stopping this train. They're a much better team defensively without james harden mm-hmm. they are there, there's, there, These are three bad defenders. You can give me every metric that you want to. Here's why all those metrics say those things. Because if you have a good player in the backcourt, you you attack Kyrie Irving with him because he's so bad defensively. You know, Harden always got the 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 memes and the vines and the TikToks and things like that of how laissez fair he was on defense. Yeah, it's because the team wasn't even good, and it's because the D'Antoni system does not really. You don't really see guys chase. Oh, now Harden's actually the better of the two defenders, mm-hmm. but with all three of them on the floor, it's ugly. And I think I still think it's going to catch up to him. I could one hundred percent be wrong. And it didn't look ugly against Boston, although that's oh, well, Boston. Yeah, that's a Boston team that I'm pretty sure everybody in the building was like, "Can we just be done with it?" Yeah, you're not wrong. So that's that's where I, I look. I've come this far with my Nuggets. I am not jumping ship now. So the number one seed in the reimagined 2021 uh, NBA playoffs would be the 2021 NBA champion Denver Nuggets. Uh, they got the MVP, and tonight is uh, game two of that series with the Phoenix Suns. I'm Tank Spencer. He's Jeremy Green. You're in the Sports Tank. The ceiling is the roof. Let's make it happen. Let's keep moving forward. On oh, ESPN Asheville, ninety-two point nine FM, eight eighty AM, and fourteen hundred. Oh, look, they're doing Space Jam interviews on ESPN. They're, it looks like they're looks like they were actually doing an interview with Lola Bunny. This is this is a fun time of year. It's fun time of year, isn't it? was a fun time of year. That's why you see so many lists. Oh, like the two we've done today. <clears throat> not trying to, uh, not trying to throw us under the bus, but you know it gets a little harder to come up with content this time of year. Well, I don't know why that would be the case. I mean, we have breaking news all over the place in the NBA. You got Pat Riley getting fined twenty five thousand dollars for talking about LeBron James. I never care when somebody gets fined. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> I have never seen a fine in any sport and gone, oh, I want to talk about that right now. Tampering fine because he said during an interview that he would always leave the key under the mat for LeBron James. Although they didn't think that that would really happen now because, quote, that key is rusted now. But yeah, he's uh, he's tampering. A lot of people are... are, are, are locked in this discussion right now about LeBron James and what the future holds for him. I heard somebody the other day talking, and it was a former basketball player who was on, I think it was Fox Sports, talking about how LeBron James just needed to retire. Like, stop talking, please. It's not time for that. No. guys, a year removed from winning an NBA championship. His number two got hurt this year, or we would still we could possibly still be talking about his team in the second round of the playoffs here. Although they'd probably be getting dusted by Jeremy's 2021 NBA champion, Denver Nuggets. I would have really enjoyed the opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. And then LeBron James uh, announced today that he's going to number six. He's not going to wear number 23. And he's not going to give number 23 to Anthony Davis either. Anthony Davis is going to keep number three. LeBron James is going to go to number six. Yeah. He's brilliant. He's brilliant. You can hate him all you want to, but he's brilliant. He comes out with another jersey where he changes his number. And how many jersey sales is he going to have because of that? It'll be number one again. I've never cared about jersey sales either. I care about jersey sales and fines about equivalently. <laughs> you don't you don't care about the business of basketball? No. Not really. Hmm. Okay. Not really. Interesting. Interesting little thought there. And then sources say that the Boston Celtics are gonna be shipping Kimball Walker out of town. Mutual parting of boys. Uh huh. He'll be dealt somewhere. I mean, he could be part of a package that ultimately leads to Dame Lillard. Mm-hmm. He could be part of a package that leads to a litany of superstars. Let's see if Brad Stevens can do what Danny Ainge would never pull the trigger on, which is go get the guy. Go get your number one. He did it once with Kyrie Irving, and it backfired tremendously. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, the part of me thinks if, they, if, they are, if he is able to pull the move and get Dame Lillard to the Boston Celtics, that's a scary team going into next year. Yeah, Damian Lillard, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown, that's a scary threesome. Depends on what it costs them. Yeah. If, if they can somehow find a way to have Marcus Smart with Damian Lillard and Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown, and how you would do that, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. They do have a lot of pieces, but I don't think you have pieces that add up to Damian Lillard without giving up somebody that I just said. Kimball Walker, Marcus Smart. Well, Marcus Smart's one of the ones I just said. Three so. draft picks. It's going to be a lot of draft picks. I mean, would that not? Would I that think not you're going to several. No, I don't think it would. Really? I don't think it would. Evan Fournier, can we? <laughs> can we sign and trade him or something? I don't. I don't know. It'd be be a piece. If they end up with Damian Lillard, though, they're going to be right back at the top of my most disappointing teams in the NBA when they don't get it done next year with that three. That would be crazy. Those Brooklyn... Uh, the, a Brooklyn series with that big three against the other big three? That's, that's exciting basketball.
1: On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird Asheville.
0: All right, so yesterday I went with a, an Asheville story about uh, some naked guy who was breaking into RVs in West Asheville. I'm going to keep this one in North Carolina as well. I like it when I like it when local leaders do something stupid that you that it's obvious that they didn't think it fully through before they did it. Over in Surrey County, the county commissioners passed a resolution where they would ban Coca-Cola vending machines, all because the CEO of Coca-Cola backed the uh, the Georgia voting law. So they said, where's Coca-Cola based? Coca-Cola is based in Atlanta, so we're going to hurt that business. So we're going to ban the Coca-Cola vending machines that we have on Surrey County property. Well, then leaders, uh, or I guess, uh, the business that actually owns the vending machines came around. Um, they are not owned by the Coca Cola company. They are owned by a company called Coca Cola Consolidated. Coca Cola Consolidated is a North Carolina based company. They're based in Charlotte. They, they are a separate entity. Yes, they sell, they have the same products, but it's a completely different business and there is no tie between Coca-Cola Consolidated and the actual Coca-Cola company. And in fact, one of the 15 distribution centers that they that Coca-Cola Consolidated has in North Carolina, guess where it's based? Surry County. So <laughs> the Surry County commissioners got got ticked off at the Coca-Cola company, decided to hurt them and actually cut the business that the county had with the North Carolina based business which actually ha- employs people in their own county. Just to, just throwing it out there. If you're going to start making, you know, you're going to make these knee-jerk reactions because you don't like what one company said, make sure it's actually the right company that you're punishing and not the company that actually does business in your county. There are two things that I thoroughly enjoy making fun of. Uh-huh. Stupid criminals. Yep. And people that get... That, that do weird things for photo opportunities. Mm-hmm. It is entirely possible that I have found a pic- that I have found a story that encompasses both at the same time. Okay I like to call this the supernova supernova of stupidity. <laughs> a vehicle was found outside a Santa Rosa, California winery on Tuesday, and the police could not figure out whose car it was. It was just stranded outside of a winery, so they take their flashlights and they start walking around. And then they find a man inside an industrial fan in the winery. And he claims he's been stuck there for two days. Mm -hmm. The man indicated... This is a statement from the police department that said, The man indicated he liked to take pictures of the engines of old farm equipment. Which, first of all, might possibly be the worst explanation for what I'm getting ready to tell you that I've ever heard. After a thorough investigation which revealed the farm equipment wasn't antique and the man had far more methamphetamine than camera equipment, the motivation (laughs) to climb into the fan shaft remains a total mystery. At least he knew his antique engines. So, apparently, what happened is this man trespassed onto the winery, and then they don't really know what happened, but he got stuck inside an industrial fan, and he only had his recreational habit in the fan with him. So... He used that for two days inside an industrial fan. Well, because that's how you're going to survive. I mean, why not? The 38-year-old man required medical treatment, but is expected to make a full recovery. He will also be charged <laughs> with trespassing and drug possession, <laughs> as well as violations of a probation case. Because, of course, he will. Who's shocked? Oh, gosh. I feel like I've said this every day this week on on, uh, on the, in this segment. Don't do crimes. I mean, I I get that it could be be dangerous, but I think I would want to do all of the drugs before the cops came so I didn't get popped for possession as well. If you're curious why there would be a fan at a vineyard, because I was, they are used to circulate air across vines to keep the grapes from freezing Mm -hmm. during the colder months. Mm -hmm. So apparently this fan was not in operation because it's June in California. There's no need for that. The picture is hilarious, because in your head, you're thinking, big fan. Oh, yeah, like Willy Wonka-style fan. Mm-mm. That's not what it is. That's at the top. Right. He got stuck in the stalk in the ground, which is just about as wide as a normal person. And so they <laughs> there's a picture of his leg stuck out of the stalk of the fan. That is one of the funnier things I've seen in quite some time. Wait, so this looked like a... Like a wind he looks, uh, Yeah, basically. Oh, I was thinking like a greenhouse with a fan no, no, in, no, no, no. The, in it. No, this is a big, like a big tower yeah. that has a fan okay. at the top. Okay. Well, he's stuck in the tower. He got stuck in the door of the yeah. tower. And his leg is sticking out of it, which is hilarious <laughs> because apparently he tried to call, crawl out of the little door. <laughs> I'm sharing this on my Twitter, at JGreenASPN. That is absolutely beautiful. If for nothing else, enjoy the picture of the man stuck in the... The fan, which is quite, quite humorous to me. (laughs) Mm. Don't do crimes. Don't do crimes. Uh, All right. It's time for Chew on That. We'll get to Chew on That. And then afterwards, we'll talk about the latest firing in the NBA. Head coach of the Indiana Pacers is gone, which gives us now four open jobs. So we'll... uh, We'll rank them when we come back. Maybe make early predictions on who we think gets those jobs. We're also going to end the show with uh, I'm going to get real mad. Ooh, we haven't done it. I'm mad. I'm mad in forever. We haven't. I wasn't going to do this because it was just one player. Now it's two players that are involved in this. Okay, and I'm not going to lie. I'm going to yell, and I'm going to anger some of you. Right. And you're just going to have to be okay with that. All right. Well, there are some maddening things happening in the world of baseball right now. Caleb Peak is
1: next. Let's chew on that. This is ESPN Asheville. I am Caleb Peak, and this is Chew on That, brought to you by Ingalls Markets. Low prices, love the savings. Let's get right to it.
0: He spots his one down the right field line towards the pole and boy, it's going to be interesting to see what the call is. He's not taking anything for granted. Headed to second, and now they signal home run.
1: Huh? huh? What? Did he miss he first base? It. And did they... Oh, yeah. So, wow. There is a challenge then, not, not of the home. umpires, but from Dave Roberts and the Dodgers. They challenge that he touched first, and on replay, they see that he clearly didn't. Both the NBA and Major League Baseball have problems. I don't mean with activist athletes, prima donnas, or out-of-control personalities, although both of these organizations are battling their fair share of these kinds of demons. What I'm talking about here is getting back to basics and starting the scan there. If the NBA and MLB both do that, they'll see that one of them has a benign issue that's actually drawing more eyes to its brand than it's turning away. The other is a malignant growth that, while it's just now beginning to surface, has been percolating under the skin for quite some time, and it's going to cause lasting damage without quick treatment. From the 60s all the way up through the early 2000s, scoring in the NBA was an art form. Jerry West and Pistol Pete Meravit kept the ball in a string as they handled their way to a pair of scoring titles. Hakeem Olajuwon and the Dream Shake. It's still the stuff of legend 40 years after the fact. How about the man who's probably next in line to replace West as the NBA logo, Kobe Bryant? Kobe made the game beautiful again in a way that hadn't happened since Julius Irving kissed the rim. But the NBA is different now. While a sharp, rolling offense is critical to have in the college game, the NBA has largely gone to schoolyard-style basketball with all the talent-laden rosters we're seeing. That was the case for the Brooklyn Nets over the course of their first two games of a second-round matchup with the Milwaukee Bucks. When Kyrie, KD, and Harden are all on the floor together, it's essentially a dare from Steve Nash and the Brooklyn bench to try and stop them. The most offense you might see from the Big Three is an occasional pick-and-pop, but for the most part, it's step back and let it fly. And you know what? That's fun. Does it reflect a 100 years of basketball history and theory? No. But it's electrifying to watch. I think the perfect example of this is the Logo Lillard phenomenon that's already cemented its legacy out in Portland. Damian Lillard's 37-footer to eliminate Oklahoma City in the 2019 playoffs is, for a lot of players, something they'll spend their entire careers waiting for. For a lot of players, putting up a shot from that range is a Hail Mary last-ditch effort to pull off a miracle. For Lillard, it's a Tuesday. And it's worth buying a ticket to see, because let's be honest, basketball fundamentals be damned. Where else are you going to see that kind of display over and over again? You're not. That's the answer. So the NBA is moving away from its basic fundamentals because the talent level allows it. But what about MLB, where the highest paid athletes in the world are costing their teams runs by simply not stepping on a sack, or costing their teams outs by, again, failing to simply step on the bag? It's a problem that seems like it should have an easy solution, but may not actually be within reach. To be fair, incredible base runners do exist. Take Fernando Tatis Jr. or Javi Baez, for example. Their speed, their savviness, and frankly, their courage on the base paths help move them from first to third regularly. Tatis even scored on an infield pop-up earlier this year in spring training, and that kind of base running ability can help generate errors by taking the defense's attention off of whoever's at the plate. But then you have days like yesterday, where not one but two different batters were called out on home runs because they failed to touch a base. First, it was Pittsburgh's K. Brian Hayes, who spanked an opposite-field homer against Walker Bueller of the L.A. Dodgers. Upon closer inspection, Hayes was so worried about whether his ball was fair or foul, he ran right past the first-base bag without even coming close to it. Scratch a much-needed run off the board against L.A., who you can never have too many runs against. But wait, oh, there's more. Later that evening, top Kansas City Royals prospect Bobby Witt Jr., playing for the AA Northwest Arkansas Naturals, smacked what would have been his 11th home run of the year. Only two problems. One, he did a little shuffle over home plate instead of dragging a toe across it. Two, the umpire was literally right there to see it. In an article published earlier today, ESPN's Tim Kirkshin spoke with 20-year manager Buck Showalter and current Houston Astros skipper Dusty Baker about the state of base running in the majors. Dusty said that base running today is, quote-unquote, terrible. Buck Showalter was a little more eloquent. He said that, quote-unquote, we're losing the shame of bad base running. Is that what baseball needs to relight that fire on the base paths? A shame factor? I know in the NBA it's a huge part of the game. Miss the rim with a shot embrace brace yourself for the airball chance to begin raining down. Get stuffed at the rim or vice versa and expect to hear about it from hostile fans for at least the rest of the season. But what about baseball? My Braves lost out on a trip to the World Series last year. I'm convinced because of one awful base running mistake by Austin Riley. In the aftermath, nobody threw Austin under the bus explicitly. Everyone maintained that it was a team failure. But you hope that in the clubhouse, accountability was held. You hope that Austin Riley was taken to task and challenged to be better at the fundamentals, the building blocks of the game of baseball. But clearly, that's a conversation that isn't being had outside of the Little League level. Maybe a little shame is exactly what the doctor ordered. I'm Caleb Peak. That's something to chew on.
0: Everybody, this is good old J.R. Jim Ross, WWE Hall of Famer. Boy, these boys are smart. You talk about Goofy in a pet coon. Let me tell you something. You're listening to the Sports Tank. This show is a legitimate slobber knocker. In the Engle Studio, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. I'm Tank Spencer. He's Jeremy Green. And the big news out of the NBA today was that the Indiana Pacers have fired Nate Bjorkgren. After just one very tumultuous season. And he, I mean, he never connected with the players. There were, there were talks all season long or reports all season long about strained relationships within that program and that the players just didn't like Nate Björkgren and I guess his abrasive style of coaching. So this really doesn't come as a surprise. I mean, this was a team that, you know, Demontidas Sabonis was an all-star this year, so that was a that was a growth moment for the Indiana Pacers. Um I mean, they lost TJ Warren early in the season. Miles Turner was out for a long time. Uh, you know, there we talked about this earlier today. I mean, they're overpaying Malcolm Brogdon big time. I mean, I I like my I like the pieces on this team. They're just very expensive. Right. Yes. And there's not a lot of Flexibility. Mm-hmm. I look at this job as the best you're going to do is be the fifth, sixth, seventh team in the East. Yep. For the foreseeable future, mm-hmm. unless you're able to hit on hit on something in the draft, or I, I just don't see anything any, anything any great success coming for the Indiana Pacers here. But this now gives us four jobs that are open in the NBA. It all started with the Boston Celtics and their shakeup. You still think Sam Cassell's gonna get that job? That's who I would hire if mm-hmm. I was Brad Stevens. I've heard a lot of names. So it could be a litany of people. Right. Uh apparently, according to the list that I'm looking at right now, they've they've interviewed or are expected to interview two their two assistants, Scott Morrison and Jerome Allen. The rest of that group goes Chauncey Billups, Sam Cassell, Mike Dantoni, Jason Kidd, Lloyd Pierce, and Ema Udoka. I like a few of those names, but it, it, it for me, it's either Sam Cassell or mm-hmm. Chauncey Billups. Mm-hmm. They have ties to the team. They have ties, all kinds of things. It makes all the sense in the world. And Sam Cassell should have been a head coach in this league a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Chauncey Billups is a very hot name. I think he's either going to end up with the Blazers job yep. if David Vanderpoel doesn't want it or, or does for whatever reason he doesn't end up, with, end up with it. That's who I think gets it, yeah. but Chauncey Billups would be the two. To me, the Celtics job is number one. That's the best job available right now. I agree. The Blazers are two. Two. Blazers are two. got the Pacers three, and the Magic is four. The Magic has a lot of young talent. They do. I would also like Chauncey Billups with that job, if I was to be really honest. Mm -hmm. The Pacers, I'm going to say this as as often and as loudly as I can. If you don't hire Mark Jackson, you did it (laughs) wrong. Exactly. Just straight up, if you don't hire Mark Jackson, you did it (laughs) wrong. Thank you. You jumped on it before I could. Mark Jackson makes the most sense. He played, played in Indiana. for this team. He was a fan favorite in Indiana. Yeah. He was a good coach. I, I, I've i heard all the stories of he he irritated people in Golden State. Mm-hmm. He maybe wasn't the easiest person to get along with. Mm-hmm. What about his playing style didn't tell you that that's how he would be. Yeah. He's also a very smart guy. He's one of the best commentators in any of the sports, in my opinion. Uh, And I think he can relate to today's player. I think he would be the perfect choice for the Indiana Pacers. I do as well. Um, And so that leads me to say, I think the prediction here is that the Indiana Pacers will end up with Terry Stotts as their new head coach. Uh, (laughs) Because Mark Jackson makes too much sense. (laughs) This is one of those years that I could literally just go, this is what you should do down the line of all four teams, and none of those four things happen. Mm Mm-hmm. There would be Mark Jackson in Indiana, Sam Cassell with the Celtics, David Vanderpoel with the Blazers, uh, and I'm going to go Chauncey Billups with the Magic. Chauncey Billups with That's the Magic. That's the four that would make the most sense. Okay. Um, Which means most likely none of those things are going to happen. <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think Jason Kidd's going to end up with the Washington job. Because, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, something tells me Scott Brooks may not make there it. There is no shot they fire Scott you Brooks. Think, you think so? Okay. The fact he made the playoffs with that mm-hmm. team, in all honesty, they should give him a medal. Because that team was not good. It was not good. Don't even try to tell me that it was. All right. All right. I mean, I, of course it was not good. But that should have West, been one of the Bradley three worst Beal. teams in the East. You got Russell, Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal. And then? Yeah, I, I get it. Nothing. I understand. And Thomas Bryant, who would have been your third, got hurt. <laughs> and somehow you got better. Right. Yeah. Scott Brooks is in no danger. I also want to know where Mike Bodenholzer is going to wind up. Uh, in Milwaukee, right where don't he think, is right you now. don't think they're gonna fire him? No. They're not Okay. All right. All Especially right. not when they come back to beat the Nets and <laughs> not gonna happen. I will plant my flag on that one. I yeah, will bet my house on that. Yeah, I don't really believe that happens either, but man, I really hope it does. Right. Mark Jackson to the Indiana Pacers though. That's where I wanted to end this uh end this little conversation here cuz I think that makes all the sense in the world. Dirty back flat. I am as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Charge back
1: flat. the
0: let the hate flow
1: through you.
0: We absolutely make it a habit to never talk political things on the show, and there's a reason. Yeah. But we've had two players in the NBA or in the NFL, excuse me, trend today, and I cannot not say this. I was gonna let it go with Montez Sweat. Now it's gotten Sam Darnold, new quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. Basically, what they both said was I'm still evaluating my option on the vaccine. I will take it if, you know, whatever. i got to do my own research on myself. And blue check marks and Twitter trolls (laughs) and people that have absolutely nothing to do with these two people Uh have done nothing but put in their two cents to the point that they have both trended. Let me give a little PSA as somebody that has a platform, because apparently this needs to be said uh, louder, and I'm louder than about anybody that will come through your radio. Bingo. Unlike the mask, this vaccine's not going to protect you. It protects the person that gets it, which means if they choose to not get it, they will deal with the repercussions just like John Ron did this past Sunday mm-hmm. at the memorial. Mm-hmm. That's how this works. So you can get on Twitter and use your 160 characters to be as mad as you want to. It doesn't matter if you want to do it. Do it. It's your personal choice to choose what you want to do. The fact that I have seen player and athlete and media member and anybody that has any kind of notoriety trend because of what they decide to do is the most asinine thing I that I have seen in a, in a long time. And that's saying a lot considering that I have the way the last 16 months of life have gone. Just leave people alone mm-hmm. if they want to get it, get it if you want to get it, get it i it, none of it matters. Have you noticed that very few people have asked you or I if we got it, you know why because we work in a box by ourselves. <laughs> I had to do that. It's been stewing in me for two hours, and I had to let it go, and I'm sure somebody's mad might be Brian Haynes that we work with on the sportsocracy. Probably. It's everybody's choice to do whatever they want Mm -hmm. to. Stop going on Twitter and condemning people because they don't agree with you. It's the most infuriating thing in the world, and it drives me a level of cuckoo (laughs) that I didn't think was possible. (laughs) (laughs) Way to to bring that Brian Haynes reference in here. I had to imitate him for that I love that. I actually just yelled myself hoarse, so I'm glad we're off tomorrow and there's only 20 seconds left in the show. Absolutely. we got the Atlanta Braves and the Philadelphia Phillies. Second game of that series coming up tonight, right here on ESPN Asheville. They will be on tomorrow afternoon, so we will not have the afternoon show, but we'll be back with you here on ESPN Asheville on Friday. We will be, however, uh, up and at them tomorrow morning on YouTube. Check out the Sportsocracy today. Subscribe to the channel, youtube.com slash the Sportsocracy.